no. Yeah! Here is your winner and new Impact World Champion, Kenny Omega. You can't spell Omega without O-M-G. And Matt, oh my God, what did we just see? Scott DeMore's face tells you everything. What we just saw is history, and what we're seeing is the Impact Unified title walking out the door. This is the one formerly known as the World Warrior, the professional, and currently with Major League Wrestling, the Lone Wolf of Brooklyn, Low Key. And you are listening to the Unsanctioned Podcast. Gotta bring the city back, let me know we still here, never gonna stop. Kenny Omega is a cross-promotional champion. I have to get used to saying that. that not even Kenny Omega is a cross-promotional champion. Just cross-promotional champion. Yeah, I, I got to get that to roll off the tongue a little better. And then meanwhile, other companies, or maybe one company, is sending icons packing in trash bags. We're going to chop all of this up. Recent releases, etc. This is the Unsanctioned Podcast. I'm Luis Vasquez. Find me on Twitter at Luis Vasquez 617 It's your boy, Jail City, man. You can find me across social media at Connoisseur781. And it's your boy, Julio. And find me at the juice underscore UPW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, Julio went a little uh, Coco Beware there, I huh? I did. I did. I did. <laughs> oh, with like a little, little shouts out to the bird, man. Um, happy birthday, Coco B. Um, whenever your birthday is. <laughs> <laughs> you had me. And then you said whenever your birthday is. You, yeah. oh, you, okay. you thought I knew. You thought I knew. sounded good, though. He had me. He had me. It sounded genuine. <laughs> now I kind of got to look it up now. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did you guys react? I know it's the intro. When Kenny Omega finally did the inevitable. We knew it was coming. We knew it was going to be cool. And it happened. And it was cool. What else did you expect from the best wrestler in professional wrestling today? Oh, Seth Rollins was it? Wasn't that match too? I, I didn't know he won. Who? Who? I didn't know he won. Who? I didn't know he won. Let me cue up my soldier boy. Seth Rollins. <laughs> Seth. <laughs> the burning down guy. <laughs> no, no. Mashed up intro. What? No. Uh, uh, you can continue on, Jay. I'm gonna make your best. Passion of the Christ, Seth Rollins. Definitely, we're watching history before our very eyes. It's, it's one of those things that it happens in front of us. If you don't take it in in the moment, you're gonna miss it when it's gone. You have to, it's one of those things that you have to appreciate when it's in front of you, and that a lot of people don't. I mean, like generally speaking, not just in wrestling. It's a good time. I don't know. That's that's how I view it. Like I'm, I'm almost like nostalgic while being in the present. Nostalgic about the present. It's crazy. I'm just trying to soak it in, man. When was the last time you seen it? Like realistically, you haven't officially seen it in how many years? Probably since Dan. Never. Then I Dan, Dan Severn. Like, he doesn't count. First came in. <laughs> doesn't gotta count. Get, you gotta you gotta give him this. Doesn't uh, count. He did it, but outside of that, yeah, Brick Flair bringing over the big gold didn't count. You get what I'm saying? Like, yep. yeah, and, yeah. And no, here's the one thing. Here's the one thing I will say about Kenny. Like, if you look at him and like Impact's ratings have gone up each week as well. 
So, yeah, I mean, yeah. when I say the best wrestler going today, he is the best wrestler going today. Yeah, no, we talk about what makes a star, and I, I've critiqued Mr. Omega several times for saying he doesn't bring the numbers, but he brought the numbers. But are you guys ready for a hot take? Ready. Oh, let's do this. This moment in history, just am. And I'll tell you why. It's just am because it feels too one-sided. I really wish Kenny Omega beat Rich Swan on an AEW pay-per-view. And I feel like that trade-off has to be coming in the near future. Nah, you know what? There's not I, much I, in this for Impact besides I, exposure. But Impact, I understand him. It happened on an Impact pay-per-view because Impact's the company that needs the rub. AEW doesn't need the rub. But I would love to see them make it a little bit more intertwined than it actually is because other than the good brother showing up on AEW, you haven't really had the impact presence that we've all been thinking that you would have or hoping that you would have um and i, I think they might be just saving it up but eh, i just the moment in history would felt more powerful had that match happened on the AEW pay-per-view yes, or even sir. a di- or even a dynamite you know what honestly i, I feel they're doing it for the simple fact that Impact needed the rub. Yeah. Impact needed the rub. And who knows? And, and, I mean, people joke about it, but maybe Impact is like, hey, Tony Khan, buy us. Like, you know what I mean? I, so, hey, I, I'm a firm believer Tony Khan already owns Impact. Can you imagine? Firm believer Tony Khan silently owns Impact, a la Vince McMahon silently being a partner in ECW. And that's a great place to put the thumbtack. Like, that's a big, big point. That could That could really be the case. Maybe not, but... I don't think anyone would be would be surprised. Then that'd be a very great case scenario for Impact and for the wrestling scene as a whole. This could be like a way to get a feeler out, get your feet wet with that partnership, with bringing the two brands together, having learned from what happened with the whole alliance angle back then. You don't want to duplicate that, whatever that was. So keep up with the Unsanctioned Podcast across social media. Where at, Jay? You can find us across social media at Unsanctioned PW. Or just drop us a line. You know, hit us in the inbox, man. Unsanctionedpodcast at gmail.com. Wherever you're listening to us at, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, mm. Amazon Music, mm. iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. Softflex. Mm. All Tune that talk. Stitcher. Talk Please that talk. Hit up your boys. Mm. Drop a comment. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Hit the line, Jake. You already know. This is the Unsanctioned Podcast. We are now being sanctioned over your airwaves. Let's get it. Gotta bring the city back. Let me know we still here. Never gonna stop. Keep rolling like a wheelchair. Can't be shook. You know the wolf smell fair. Throw him in the trunk. Turn your man to a straight spit. No tire, just money. Fellas, fellas, fellas. I thought I told y'all this before, man. The greatest of all time is upon us. And no, it's not Chris Jericho. The greatest of all time died on March 9th. That's up for that's up for debate there. But however, Kenny Omega, the belt collector, the cleaner, is taking over, man. He is taking over. When was the last time that that you ever heard of one person owning a top two promotion? Excuse me, top three promotion, main belt. Never. And does Chris Jericho even count? Chris Jericho, yes, he counts. He counts. All right. But he's Just never done what Kenny Omega's doing. He's but he never didn't have, ca- he didn't have mm-hmm. the top belt. He didn't have the top belt. He didn't. Belt. He had the second 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 belt uh, that's in that promotion. So, No, no, I mean, but, he, 
He owned both belts for WWE. This is something totally different. Impact is its own, has its own night. AEW is its own, has its own night. At the end of the day, Kenny Omega is the top dog in both. Oh, I was counting Chris Jericho's and uh, New Japan. Uh, oh, yeah, it never was an IWGP hypocrite. That's true. He, you're right. I was talking about well, after the alliance angle when WCW was already purchased under the yeah. WWE umbrella. Yeah, it doesn't count. Uh, don't count, bro. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Jay. It doesn't count. And the WCW okay. championship. Hey, Luis, unplugged. Ba- no, 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 no. But that is the basis as to why I was asking. Unplugged from the Matrix, Luis. Unplugged. I am, but I was going to unplug you guys. Because that don't count. <laughs> but you try to do Jedi mind tricks. The conversations people want to compare that to what Kenny Omega has has done. And the closest compare. thing, the closest thing we've seen is your man Ultimo Dragon. Shouts out my man Ultimo Dragon, Dragon mm-hmm. Sleeper, the best finishing move in WCW versus NWO for the N64, the Dragon <laughs> yes, Sleeper. Yes, uh, <laughs> had eight belts at one time, including the WCW Cruiserweight belt and the WWF Light Heavyweight Championship. Now, through some back channels, but the last time, that iconic picture of him holding the eight belts uh, for all the Light Heavyweight Championships that were all held in the world. Still, still, still not this, because this is different. This is a heavyweight champion. And Julio, Julio, just to, because you just reminded me, Kenny Omega also is the AAA. That's what I was saying, Kenny Four Belts. Mega. Mega, mega champ. Kenny five belts because you forgot he he's also the TNA heavyweight champion. That's well. what I'm saying. The TNA, the TNA, <laughs> TNA title champion. was the yep. fourth one. I was counting. You sure is. Yeah, that, yeah, so it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's 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 an epic it's an epic thing to see uh, for all of us who love belts. Um, and he's collecting yeah. four of the most beautiful belts in professional wrestling today. Mm-hmm. And so, I know we've done this before, but I have to, I have to, I have to. H A F T A. Have to give a huge shout out to Moose for his mm. efforts. Yes, in making this this photo op, this moment, this coolest even be a thing. Like with adding a dash of the TNA Championship to Kenny's reign in the wrestling world right now. The work this man, speaking of work, like just outworked everybody to make mm. a championship that no longer was in circulation that no longer existed um, actually matter just through a storyline, just using it as a prop. And he gave this moment relevancy, which kind of like makes me a little, a little upset that he put in all that work just to hand off the fruit when it was ready to eat. You know what I mean? So I, I hope Moose gets to eat sometime soon within this calendar year. Yeah, man. I, I think that's the one title that's always eluded him is that heavyweight championship. And I, and that goes for when it was TNA. He always, like, would he would challenge for it, but he would never get that nod. Um, and then when, then it became Impact. They gave him the TNA heavyweight championship, and then he never got the Impact nod. So I'm hoping this is, like, a huge payoff for him. Like, I would love to see him versus Kenny Omega, like, give him, like, that I am the redeemer for Impact. I think that would work amazing Whoa. for him. Moose's work is so amazing that rumors are saying Impact is looking to possibly change their name back to TNA. So, could be a reason why they 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 brought it back, and it'd be a great story to for him to be the one to reclaim it back since he's the one who brought it back in the name change. If it happens, so yeah, I can settle with TNA Impact. I can settle with that. Yeah, 
I'm okay. With, I'm, I'm okay with TNA Impact. That's a, that's a, that's a decent name for that promotion. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I think that'd be dope, man. Um, but overall, like that rebellion pay per view straight up was amazing. Like the triple threat match. Shout out to Josh Alexander. Uh-huh. Shout out to uh, TJP. Shout out to you already know, man. The Ace himself. You know that was one hell of a match. Like, like hey, everyone's everyone was looking forward to that that Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan match, which uh, you know I mean garnered. And was well received and, and was hyped and probably so, but that triple threat match, man, like that was amazing. And I, I just give my kudos to those guys. And I've said it on this podcast before: Josh Alexander, superstar, and they finally did did the right thing, uh, crowned him champion. And I think he's he's in for a long reign with this title. Um, like you said, Jay, phenomenal match, phenomenal way to start off a pay per view, even. Um, Another match that I like to highlight uh, for two phenomenal performers for the work they did in 2020, Tasha Steeles, Kara Hogan. Um, mm. Phenomenal work to bring up the Impact Women's Tag Team titles. Uh, kudos to those women. Um, I know they took yeah, the fire loss. Fire and flavor, fire and flavor. Big, big, big kudos to those women for, for the work that they did. Yeah, man, and uh, we've we seen uh, Rachel Ellering come out and, and partner with Jordan Grace, and they are the new Impact Women's Tag Team Champions. Um, so, you know, kudos to those women. That, that, you know, I mean, that women's division is always putting on stellar matches. Can't be mad at that. And then, of course, you know, we had uh, BBD, Violence by Design, man. You know what I mean, like, come out. Yeah. And, and, and they had a, had a special surprise guest. Yeah, a surprise that you can't teach. Yeah, and you can't. <laughs> that. A surprise that you can't teach. It, it uh, wasn't a soft surprise. Nah, <laughs> was, was it soft? No, nah, no. Nah. So uh, we seen the return of Big Cass or Cas XL, or as we come to know him now as W Morrissey. And man, let me tell you, uh, that man mm-hmm. is in shape, bro. Mm-hmm. Best shape be, of his life. He been in the gym for real, for real. <laughs> really, like, big turnaround because even his post WWE career was a little horrific, and he, yeah. he's had a couple incidents along the way. Didn't develop the best uh, reputation in the Indies, and now to see him come back like that, like a monster, like a single star, man, good for him. Got to be happy know. for people like that who really turned I, around. I just want to know if he was working out with the modern day Maharaja because, like. Body transformation, man. Like, yeah, yeah. And he's following that same the same path as the people who leave and possibly go back to wherever it is they want to be. That Drew McIntyre route. That Drew McIntyre route. Never know what happened. Was the first thing I thought of when I saw. Hopefully, hopefully they um, and it looks like they will on impact. Put him in a big spot. Who knows? Maybe maybe he's in AEW for a little bit. Maybe he, he Lance Archer, WB Morrissey uh, feuds coming. I can see <laughs> in the future. So you never know. Yeah, taking uh, that, that Bobby Lashley route. Uh, he, I can see that happening because before he was released, he was doing his thing as a single star. He had major heat. I remember his work with the Big Show. He got released the week after main eventing a pay per view with Daniel Bryan. So yeah. I think that's correct. Let you know, let yeah. you know stuff. Wow. Go back. I will say, man, wrestling as a whole, man. Like I said, we talk about the rebellion card. That's that's been amazing. Last time we've been on, Ring of Honor has had their 500th episode air, and which was, you know, yes, yes, yes. Kudos. And that featured uh, the good old Briscoe brothers going one on one. 
mm-hmm. versus one another. Yeah, you know I mean, and, and, and this one was a lot, lot tamer than uh, the the legendary Briscoe Brothers match that's floating on YouTube. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, w- I would love to say they brought the wood and brought the heat, but uh, <laughs> after seeing that match, uh, a, good, a good twelve years ago now, not the same. Not the same. <laughs> not the same. Um, but I will say, like Ring of Honor too, man. Shout out to them and, and the work that they've been putting on, man. Um, Ultimately, if you think about it, man, like the foundation that with Jonathan Gresham, you know, Jay Lethal, who's an alumni of this show, man, like their match was amazing. Like, I'm just loving the work that's been going on with uh, with Ring of Honor and want to continue to see more, man. You get the Michael Bryan Williams, you know, and Dan Housen is, is showing up on Conan O'Brien. And you know what I mean, so they're slowly gaining some traction as well, man. And of course, MLW with some huge news uh, announcing that they will be going live on Vice TV coming up in a, in a couple of weeks, man, on Saturdays, man. And, and that's some huge news for, um, for MLW, man. If anyone who's been keeping up to date with them, they've been putting on stellar work with Contra, you know what I mean? And, and a few others um, just, just putting in that work. You got Leo Rush down there. Who's another bell collector? Leo Rush versus Mac uh, Myron Reed. Part two is coming up next week. Um, that's going to be a stellar, stellar match, man. Like they, the way they're building that. So, um, yeah, man, it's, it's just dope, man. And, and MLW is uh, kind of opening the forbidden door too with uh, the filthy, filthy Tom Lawler going over to New Japan, winning that New Japan Cup. How, and so, how amazing is it that you're gonna have just like you did as a kid some Saturday afternoon late morning wrestling to, to, to watch to, to, to crowd around the TV and watch some solid wrestling. You know, grab yourself a big bowl of cereal, sit in front of the TV and just watch yourself some wrestling. <laughs> I think, I think it's right dope, there. man. I think, you know what, I think it's dope too because it's, uh, you know, I remember growing up as a kid and I'll make sure I was finished with all my chores before WWE Superstars 100%. came on, man. I remember, I remember, I remember watching Barry Horowitz beat Skip. You know what I mean? <laughs> I remember, I remember when, uh, when, when Jake the Snake Roberts was putting the under, uh, putting the Ultimate War through all those tests because uh, Ultimate War was trying to test himself to go to the dark side. Oh One man! Yeah. Did, you guys, did was... you guys have any like routines or, or, or like just specific things you had to do to get settled into one specific show each week? Like tonight's raw. Oh, I gotta see that or nitro. Like I need to get my steak and cheese so each night, sit down right here and watch Nitro. Like, did you guys have anything like that? Uh you know what I used to do, man, with, with Nitro and Raw? I used to just cause they were one channel away, so it was up yep. and down. But I would just Put hit it last. back and forth. Yeah. That last button got worn out on a remote, a couple was few remotes thir- in my was house. Was it 34 and 33? Was your setup yes, like that? That's what it was in my it house. Was, 30, right? 32 30. and 33. Okay. 32 okay. And 33. Yeah. All right. 30, I knew 32 something like was that. TNT and 33 was raw. Yeah, bird yeah. versus yeah. bird versus magic. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I always had the nice little catering, the nice little setup for me uh, from the pizzeria up the street. I always made sure it was each week. A steak and cheese with nothing but steak and cheese, fries, <laughs> and um a slice of cheese pizza. Yeah, that's just like my classic wrestling meal right there for me. You guys remember Nitro? My Saturdays, I think my Saturday main event, uh, TBS, the Superstation, watching WCW when they used to come through the little cyborg doors. Yeah, the little cyborg doors would open up. WCW Saturday night. Uh, (laughs) 
I, I think I think the coolest thing about Nitro was the cheat code. Mm. You if you snuck on the TV late at night as a kid, you catch Nitro from eleven to one in the morning. Exactly. They would replay it. Yeah. <laughs> they would replay it. The cheat code. So I would watch all of Raw, knowing that I could watch Nitro a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be tired as hell on Tuesday though. Oh, man. <laughs> and I remember you- one of them. One one of them starting before the eight o'clock mark, like getting ahead of the game. I forget which one it was. I, I think it's that was Ron- Nitro. Nitro. Nitro had all the cheat Nitro seven fifty eight. Seven fifty eight. Nitro had all the cheat And at seven fifty five, whatever show was on TNT before, you get a little Tony Schiavone, Eric Bischoff teaser right before they went yep. to Nitro. So like we're coming. We're coming. We'll be in like a minute. <laughs> and and, and they right, stayed though, all was that? that. It was the first ones to stay past the. The ten o'clock hour, man. Yep. Mm. Going to go into that eleven o'clock hour, and now yes. we uh, have them to blame for WWE <laughs> put on three hour raw, <laughs> three hours of bullshit every Monday night. Oh man, oh, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> I do miss them being able to go a few minutes past the uh, like the actual eleven p.m. sharp mark. Mm. I don't like knowing that this is about to end in 54 seconds. Yep, and if this <laughs> you know match I mean? isn't over now, and it's yep. now it's done. And now it's over. This is how yeah. it ends. Instead Give me a of like picture, keeping picture. you, keeping the suspense going, like, oh, they can still kind of cheat another five minutes here and anything could happen. The suspense in wrestling is what keeps you glued to it sometimes. And, man, if I don't have that. It's just like some ordinary Randy Orton versus... Uh, Jinder Mahal match to main event Raw. Like, I'm not, like, I already know it's about to end in Luis, exactly you, one minute uh, and 26 Lu- seconds. Like, Luis, you know, nothing. you know where the su- suspense went? In the trash bag. Because that's what <laughs> WWE likes to put all their uh, coveted items in. Items that you cherish or you think should be respected. In the trash bag. Do you the want great, heftier the greatest glad? segue ever right there. Heftier glad. The most shocking thing for me w- was not even because I texted you guys like all the updates that I was finding. Seeing Mickey speak on that personally, post pictures, post videos. This is real. Look at this. Boom, boom, boom. You had every angle of the trash bag in the box. But that was one thing. That was one level to it of shock. The next thing was seeing how many former female talent coming out saying that it happened to them too in disbelief and and vocalizing finally like man i i i thought it was just me i didn't say anything i just kind of let it be think about all the stuff we still don't know in general like in the wrestling world or um for women in general and whatever outside in in this very real world that that they have to put up with and they don't say they don't talk about my heart always goes out to that, and I'm always trying to be mindful of that. This is just one of those cases that's extremely disrespectful. With Mark Serrano, I believe is his name, the guy from Total Divas, as they they call him. Yep, he's fired. WWE executive talent, whatever talent relations. Former, former, got fired. Took the brunt for it. Now, was he responsible for it directly? Was it him, or do they have to have a fall guy for it? That I'm not clear on. I mean, at the end of the day, it's. I wanted to know what was in those bags for one, because I thought once you get released from a company, like you take all your stuff with you as a quote unquote independent contractor. Why do they have your stuff to begin with? Fact. But then, right, and you're traveling all the time. Like, where is your stuff stored at, and why? That confused yeah. me too. I did think of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but ultimately, like, it's just jacked up, man. Like, we see it. 
you know what I mean? We're not like we're not surprised by it because it, like we've heard rumblings. Like hell, we sit here and wonder like China was blackballed and why? Because quote unquote, she did the adult business. You know what I mean? The adult movie business. Like come on, man. WWE was so known for pushing Sable and others into being Playboy boy cover mates. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, you know I mean, so like, it, it, let's just keep it hunting, man. Like, they shit on those and sexualize get away Sony. with. Yeah, yeah, and that they can get away with, man. And yeah, you know I mean, and big kudos to Mickey James for for speaking up and 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 bringing it, bringing awareness to it, man, because it's a new climate. Um, and ultimately, like, just like the, their male counterparts, like they give their body and and every inch. In in outside of that ring to make sure that they are putting on the best product and represent the WWE. So to see how they ship their belongings like that, man, like that was disheartening. I will say that. Yeah, and that's absolutely difficult and disheartening. Just like you said, Jay, and, and, and disrespectful for them to push a product and say that they're about the women's revolution and women's evolution and all of this, and then see how they treat their female talent you know there were no male wrestlers that really came out and said um you know i got fired and and my, my stuff wound up being shipped to me in the trash bag none of them um only female talent came out and said that and that's that was very 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 sad to see um i guess you know like you guys said they need a fall guy i guess the plus that you can say is they took immediate action but they took immediate action because it was on social media. Now, if Mickey James just sh shot Triple H a text and said, hey, this is how my stuff wound up, Triple H probably would have shot a text back that said, damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> and called it a day. <laughs> you know, I, what I will say in, in some of the reporting that I've seen is uh, they said Vince more than likely was not aware that that was happening. You get what I 100% believe that. I 100% Vince, Triple H, Stephanie, you know, you know the way an organi a large organization no way works. The people that. at the top have yeah. no idea that that's happening. No right. idea that yeah. that's happening. Right. So, you know, and Mark Serrano was the guy that the, he's, he was the real bad news <laughs> Barrett, I guess you could say, because he would be the guy who would call and let people know that they're being let go. Yeah. Uh, while Johnny Ace, aka John Laurinaitis, who now stepped back into his role as a. You know, head of talent uh, relations. He was more so not the guy who would make that call, but just like, hey, Mark, go make this phone call. Or the person who was before him would say, Mark, go make this phone call. You know what I'm saying? So, um, And some of the female talent did come out and say that, man, I'm, I'm kind of shocked because him and I got along so well. He was really cool. Yeah. I mean, you've so seen him on Twitter, like you guys said. Like Jay Singh. You guys seen him on Total Divas. He's been all... He, I know his name because... right. I've I've seen them on on the few episodes of Total Divas that I've caught in life. Sounds like you sounds like you want season, sir. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but no, he's a name that you know was synonymous with that female division um, in terms of uh, WWE up your level management and who they dealt with. So it, it, it it's sad to see that he was mistreating his employees like that, but. That's you know that's the that's the way of the world. It's the way WWE they'll, they'll release you if 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 they think you aren't worth it and then uh, kick you on the way out. You know what I wonder though, if he just put it all in a box without the trash bag, like and then shipped it, like how would it have been received? It was a trash bag, and you know what? Yeah. If it was a clear trash bag, I think it would have been a little bit. You know what I mean? He would have been all right. Was, the fact that I was like, that's that's what you put garbage. It was hefty. Yeah, it was yeah, hefty yeah, trash yeah. bag. 
That's where you put half the trash bags. So. No one was glad to see that emphasis on glad. And I'm like, damn, WWE, you got mad tote bags. I know there's a WWE tote bag back there. You could gym throw bag. that stuff in a tote bag. Come on. Right, <laughs> they got all those gym package. bags. Exactly. Something. You mean to tell me you got an old Brutus the Barber beefcake gym bag <laughs> that you could <laughs> just load up? <laughs> I think I think Julio, I think Julio's right. Like you could have just it be it would have been no problem to just put it in without any bag at all just throw the items in the box even if they're kicking around i don't think any insults would have been perceived through any of that but the fact that you put it in a black trash bag where the trash goes where garbage goes that was a huge mistake that was a no-no that's a spit in the face to someone like mickey james who many consider an icon that's not how you send someone out that's not how you send someone packing that's rude and that could be the that, no, WWE, that WWE Mickey James relationship is uh, looks like it sounds like in the last two years has been a lot of a, a very uh, tenuous and strenuous one. Sounds like she was being asked and ch- kind of being forced to retire when she wasn't ready to do so. Uh, kind of sounds like they were telling her she's a little too much, too much in the elderly statesman phase of her career for her to really get TV time. And sounds like she didn't want to hear that. I mean, but um, if you think about it, man, it, it, just think back to how, how they treated her before. Piggy James. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they cut her because of John Cena thought she was a little lunatic or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, her whole tenure in that. And, very and you, toxic. You compare that to her, her, the way TNA looks at her. Mm. It's very, she's a legend there. She's a very legend similar, over there. Very yeah, similar too. Gil Kim, very similar to Gil Kim, is what mm-hmm. I was going to say. The way she was treated in WWE and how she's treated in TNA. And it's a factor and a, a, a lesson of performance. Just because one place treats you like trash doesn't mean someplace else won't treat you like a treasure. So, Do you think this recent run in the company for Mickey James did anything for her WWE career? I mean, I, I'll be honest. I was surprised to see her return to the WWE, period. Me too. When she was announced to have that match at TakeOver with Oscar, I was like, oh, that's that's wild. That's wild. Mm. Um, and then she wound up having a run with it. So the fact that she had the last run with WWE to her, kudos to her. But, you know, it, it's, it's just been bad. You know, they have her on the bump and they promote that. They're going to announce Hall of Famers and that Trish Stratus and Mickey James are going to be on the show. And then they don't announce her for the Hall of Fame. So it's just been it, it's a tough, tough tough time for Mickey James and WWE these last couple of years. So you're saying you'd yeah. think like if you're Mickey James, you kind of think in the back of your head, whoa, hey, they might surprise me. You know, this is all being set up nice. And, and oh, one, one thousand percent. Hall of Fame. One thousand percent. If you're 1, Mickey James, you have, to, you have to think of that, right? One thousand percent. She's a six time champ. She's a six time champ, right? Six time champ. And an inevitable Hall of Famer at some point. Yeah, she would have to be, and, it, and especially if you're letting in the the Bella Twins right now. Oh, uh, <laughs> why not uh, make games? It got real dark in here. Did you see that shade? I, I seen some shade there. It got a real dark. Bit shade. A little bit of shade there. So it's got a clips. It's got a clips. But it can get pitch dark in this room. I will say, if you look at all the other releases, man, like Billy Kay, and look, and I may probably be. On my own with this one, but they should have never released her, man. Like never. she was entertaining for one. Never. Like, you gave her nothing in just TV nothing. time, and she made it entertaining. And that oh, was the whole point. Herself. You know what I'm saying? We, 
we talked about it here on the WrestleMania, uh, on our post-WrestleMania recap, how she literally made that match. She was one of the only good performers in that abomination of a women's tag team terminal, turmoil match. So, mm. And then to release her a week later makes no sense. Makes no sense. And, and you say, like you said, Jay, they gave her nothing. But you know what? She had something. She had a tag team that she was in. That was entertaining. That was doing well. That was popular. It could have been successful. They break them up. No reason to release them both. It is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. I mean, Chelsea Green was at least, I seen that coming a mile away. I can't say I'm mad at that just because, uh, you know, she was always hurt. I don't, I don't think it was anything outside of a business decision like, hey, you're always hurt. We can't use you. Um, and then she never really fell into place with anything either when she was in the ring or because she got hurt literally time. in the ring. <laughs> like, yeah, but still, when when she would be out there, it, she didn't she didn't seem like she was WWE ready, or maybe she's not the right match for it. I think she made talent. Both times she was in the ring, she got injured, bro. Like <laughs> both of her first both of her first debut matches. She injured herself. <laughs> injured, not injured herself, but she got hurt. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. injuries happen. Yeah. Randy Orton got hurt early in his career. One of his first matches. Um, Eddie Guerrero got hurt. His debut match in the WWE. If they, if they, if they never got a shot, they would never been the legends that they are. And I, I thought she deserved the shot. But it is an oversaturated women's division. And if you're gonna have somebody who keeps getting hurt and you keep got to change the storylines around, I, I understand that business decision. Um, yeah. it's sad to see that she never got a, an actual shot I don't think anybody that got released in this last batch of releases is anybody that had an actual shot so let's Nobody go through the list let's go we go, already I, 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 I'll name one I'll name one okay well, I actually got a, Samoa Joe Samoa Joe got a shot ah no, no, can no, you, this was can not you, Samoa Joe's fault, can, bro. Are you serious? Can you say, can you say saying, Samoa no. Joe lived up to his was, full potential in the WWE? Are you serious? Can I you will, say that? Hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because concussions did play a role here. Concussion played a role. And what was wrong with his commentary? Now, he came a long now, way. No, no, no. Nothing. Hold on, hold on. We're, we're not, we're not talking about commentary. We're talking about, we're talking about in-ring. In-ring, I feel if Samoa Joe's concussions had not caught up with him. And he had multiple concussions. Oh, yeah. So I think that's that plays a role into it. We've seen what they did with Daniel Bryan. They sat him down. Had Samoa Joe not received so many concussions, I feel like he, yes, would have eventually been WWE champion. Not universal, but WWE champion. I agree. I, I would agree with you there. Um, but I can't say that they used him to his full potential. That's my thing. Yeah, they released a star. Star. Yeah. Shocking. I mean, Someone he's else a star. He has star value. Joe wants to go. Yeah, he has star value. He was great commentary. Amazing um, commentary. But, you couldn't, but you, couldn't, you couldn't really keep him in the ring because he was always hurt. And you just like you said, if you always have to change storylines... So then do you it think kinda, this is mutual? No, I don't I don't think anything's mutual, but I think that it's like, hey Joe, this is the direction we're moving in. Um and we're not gonna clear you to wrestle. So <laughs> if you still want to wrestle, we're gonna let you out. And, and someone brought up a great point. If the Lakers paid LeBron James to to be a player and he couldn't play no more and he was coaching, should they still be playing him as a player? No. So in terms of being a business decision, I can understand them being like, hey, we can't pay you as a wrestler. You're not wrestling no more. But 
He was amazing on commentary. Why couldn't they hire him as a commentator? Now that's where Luis's point might 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 play into to a role here. Maybe he didn't want to be a commentator and being paid like a commentator. Maybe he wanted to be a wrestler and they didn't want to give him a chance. But that's that, no way we can say Samoa Joe in WWE did what Samoa Joe could have done. Who knows? I, I won't, my thing is, I won't blame though. WWE for that. That's my whole thing. I'm not, no, I'm no, not no, fully blaming WWE. That's what not I'm fully. It's a 50-50 okay. blame because yeah, they had him languishing be. in a lot of bad storylines. They should have had him beat Lesnar. I will they say had, that. Yeah, 1,000%. And he should have um, already been. He, he should have been walking his ass out this release door a WWE champion already. By, by any yeah. means, however you were going to do that, that should have already happened in his career. That's a shame. That's a shame that it's just so tough to justify how he hasn't been a WWE champion. He's on that level. It doesn't it doesn't sit well with me. If I'm WWE, if, if I'm whatever company with with a guy like that or a woman like that with that caliber, um, that just that that star talent, you find a way. You find a way to keep that person around. Look at I I don't know I I can't think of a a, a good example because my mind is all over the place and I've got a basketball game in the background. But if you have an incredible talent like Samoa Joe on your roster and, and, and maybe, maybe um, the mic is not, I mean, excuse me, the commentary is not for him because he can't kick it in gear in the character like he likes to do, which probably feeds his soul. Let him give him a mic. Let him be a manager. Let him be a Shane McMahon like back in the day, running havoc on everything, making decisions or managing somebody you know, generating crazy heat from the crowd, getting someone over as a heel, he would kill that. He would kill that. That's how I see Samoa Joe. He still has tons to offer. He doesn't have to be wrestling, getting more concussions. I'd love to see him continue to wrestle. I'm sure he'd love to wrestle. But my point being full circle is that you find something for talented people to do, to stay involved, to stay on your team. That was disappointing for me. Y'all just kicked him out the door like that. He didn't deserve that. Unless, like I asked, maybe, maybe who knows it was mutual. Maybe he was like, sure, I'm not doing anything. Give me the time off. Let me get right. Let me do the Daniel Bryan thing and I'll maybe we'll we'll come back around and um get business done. That hopefully that is the case. But once he shows up on like Impact or AEW, I'm gonna be like, damn. I mean, Impact's already teasing that he's coming back. If you, if anybody's seen the uh, Bound for Glory uh, teaser, yeah, yeah, but they also tease a lot of other people, man. Like, <laughs> I'm not falling for that. They can, they they kind of tease what they what they hope to happen, <laughs> kind of like to entice that. Yeah, 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 I mean, they did it last year and it worked. Hey, they showed yeah. you some Kurt Hawkins. They showed you Matt Cardona. They showed you some other folks that wound up there. So, yeah. The Good Brothers, I think, with EC3. The, yeah, the they person we, the Good yeah, Brothers as well. EC3 for a quick appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, right. But let's go. You know, we promised this. Let's go. Let's go down this list real quick and uh, see if you were surprised or not. Lars Sullivan was in January. Next, about time. Steve Cutler, January. Next. The Big Sa- Show. Sa- whoa, whoa, whoa! Actually, go back to Steve. Steve Cutler. Cutler. Sad. Steve Cutler. Steve Cutler. Uh, Steve Cutler. And I'm gonna lump Wesley Blake in there. I know he we haven't gotten to him yet, but he got released too. Two guys who did not get a good shot. How the heck did Say, they get taken off TV because of Jackson Riker? And yet, of the three of them, only one of them still has a job, and it's Jackson Riker. Still on TV. Still on yeah. TV. Yeah. 
Because hey, he says fits a lot, the mold. WWE. Says a lot. He fits the mold. Says a lot. <laughs> uh, this, this one we we've you, talked about in previous people, episodes, but not the, big we. Show, <laughs> the big show, Paul White, in January 2021. <laughs> we saw what happened with that and what his intentions were. I'm sure it was yeah, the opposite of Samoa Joe. Was probably all his doing. He wanted to yeah, get out of there he, he and do something on fresh. It. He spoke mm-hmm. on it. He said I think they for, try to retire him. He's, he's not ready to retire. Right, exactly. And I think for a guy like the Big Show, you see what a guy like Chris Jericho or even Triple H has done in, in the game of reinvention and, and mm-hmm. uh, being able to touch on so many different promotions throughout your career and to be one of the only few remaining who can do that, to have been in the promotions you've been in, in the past to then also touch on these new ones. That's an incredible feat. And I think there's uh, prestige in that, that they recognize and being able to span across all these uh, eras and generations and promotions. Sure, I get it. I would do the same. Andrade, March 2021. Uh, I think that was more of a sigh of relief because yeah. he needed it. He, they were just wasting, wasting great talent with him. Yeah, he and, asked for it. He received it, so... And kudos to him, man, because his his first match, man, his first match post WWE is with Alberto Del Rio, man. Oh, Alberto Al Petro. Oh no, no, he's back to Del Rio. <laughs> is Del he Rio. doing Del Rio now? He's doing Del, Del Rio, Rio now. One. He's right. Del Rio until further notice. You know what I mean? <laughs> until he's, he's supposed to cease and desist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then it'll be like, Alberto Cistasis. <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll with it till till then. He's probably thinking. I think, like, for me, the most memorable thing of his, of his WWE run is, like, slash NXT, which, man, he's had so many great moments that feed into the bubble of his potential, knowing what he can do. Uh, for me, was just his, his string of matches with Rey Mysterio that we kept getting week after week. Each one was incredible. These two could mix it up. These two gave us magic every single time. And that, I think, was, was Rey Mysterio's test slash... Uh, Seal of Give him the rub. Give him the rub. Him, AKA the rub uh, intentionally, right? I, I think that had a lot to do with it. And then it sucks to see that it didn't ultimately didn't work out. He He's somebody are. that we we talk about all the NXT casualties that get called up. He is someone who is definitely one of those and fits in that category. He had one of the best matches in the last 10 years in the, the whole last decade of WWE, not just NXT. When he had his match with Johnny Gargano, uh, NXT TakeOver, I forgot mm. what TakeOver that was, but that match was one of the most amazing matches that I've ever seen in my entire life. And like I said, one of the best matches WWE had in the last decade. Um, so he had star potential. He could wrestle. I, I, Vince doesn't like people who can't, can't, can't speak the English, man. But that's where he had, he had Zelina. Vegas. Yeah, yeah. But but you know what I'm saying? Like for me, I, I would say the match that really reeled me in. Like he's he's been putting on some matches, but it was the match versus him and Alistair Black. Oh and yeah. He ended right. up winning the NXT championship. The NXT yeah. Yeah, great Crushed match. The, the double knees on the outside of the ring to the point. Oh. Like, come on, man. Like that that yeah. to me, like yeah, he he I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> because like I, I'm really I'm hoping he lands in AEW. And Man, I this know is one of those cliche. good for you moments. Good for you. Go fly. Go fly. Yeah. And it's cliche because everyone wants people who leave WWE to go to AEW and stuff like that. But I think he would like be a perfect fit there in AEW. And, and it's a shame in the sense, too, that WWE has, has focused, in, like, I think the past 
15 years, I want to say, in creating a new Latino star or Latina star since, you know, Rey Mysterio can't be your eternal star all the time. You know what I mean? Or Alberto, Alberto Del Rio. Um, you can't just always keep turning to the same two people every single time. You well, need I mean, someone. They got the, they got the new give. one. Who? You, you didn't know who they're giving it to? What? The, um, what? Humberto Carrillo. Uh, Humberto. <laughs> Man, but Paul Heyman had that going. Paul Heyman had that plugged in. When he was uh, yeah. the what the the he was the yeah it, it, the he, he had to set up whatever Andrade, whatever he was making Andrade it happen was, yeah but Andrade then you fire Paul Heyman from his creative duties and then where did that land Carrillo back to the bottom he's in the U.S. title program with Sheamus who's about to get his head kicked off but oh, now you know what's crazy I think and a lot of people are sleeping on it but Vince McMahon, all I'm saying was Andrade was the chance to create your your next oh, yeah. Latino star that's it. definitely definitely. But Vince McMahon is very high on Angel Garza and even said he would give him Eddie Guerrero like vibes. So, I mean, keep an eye on that just in case. We know Vince uh, yeah. flip flops a lot. Yeah, he was high on Payne Royce. <laughs> <laughs> he was high on Payne Royce yeah. three months ago. <laughs> right. The next one on the list is Mojo Raleigh. That's your boy, Jay. That is your boy, Jay. Hype bros, man. Hey, you you, be par- you party bros. with him. Hype it's your party partner. I, I, I did. I did, man. <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to the hype bro, man. He, he, he was an awesome dude. He's someone I do want to see in Impact. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I want to I see him in Impact or I want to see him in a, uh, at like an MLW. You get what I'm saying? I don't want to see him in Ring of Honor. Um, but yeah. And the reason why I don't want to see him in, ML, like in Ring of Honor is because I don't think there's anyone he could clash with. That would probably bring mm. out the best, the best in him. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. He 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 gives me solid impact like vibes. He goes to AEW. He gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Um, NWA, NWA could use a, a yeah, big guy a like that. Yeah, okay, he's a big guy like that. Yeah, I think he would be. I think he'd be a great surprise versus Nick Aldis for that uh, the yep. nine pounds of gold. So and Nick yeah. Aldis definitely needs some challenges. So that would that would work out. So yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, who else we got on that list, right. Luis? Wesley Blake. April yeah, 2021. We already touched on him. And then the Forgotten Sons literally will they really, were forgotten really. for not doing anything. <laughs> and then this one crushed me right here because solely for the reason is that I wanted to see him team up with his big bro, man. Bo Dallas. Yeah. April 2021. Yeah. yeah. Can we yeah. kill what's that the, the song? I will remember you. <laughs> Again, another person. Bo Dallas, bro. Another person. WWE uh, NXT proof could be a star. Went up to the main roster, and again, mm-hmm. all that if you believe, and yeah, we believed you would get released, and it happened. For so, those of you who've only been watching WWE for the last four or five years, go back to NXT 2014, 2015, maybe even 2016. And see Bo Dallas's work. See how over Bo Dallas was. How over he was getting other people over. Neville, he got Neville over. Uh, he was the man. Yeah, you know what makes me wonder uh, is McGillicuddy still under WWE? Nah, nah, he got released in the last okay. set of releases. Okay, I was about yeah. to say because if he's still there, bro, like nah, <laughs> nah McGillicuddy, McGillicuddy's, McGillicuddy's been out. <laughs> man, about to say. R.I.P. Social yeah. Outcast, yo. R.I.P. Social Outcast, yo. One of the greatest factions of all time. Man, yeah, yeah I remember that. <laughs> but Bo Dallas is like, man, like you, you just, you just somehow knew 
And if you knew this, you were wrong ultimately, but you just knew that WWE was going to do something with him. Now he was nah. just kicking around all these past four or five years because they would eventually do something because of his connections and his talent. I, I, will say, I will say this. Do you think they're working us? No, nah, honestly, I, I feel like they, they, are, they Drake, the are they Drake Maver- Maverick in us? Oh, no, no. Drake. Ma- <laughs> so the funny part about Drake Maverick was he actually was released and it wasn't until he made that video. And they saw how popular it was that they was just like, hey, we're going to bring you back. You get what I'm saying? So he was like, that wasn't a work. He was really released. And then when they saw how people was eating up that video, they were like, hey, he might be good for us. Let's bring him back. But I think with Bo <laughs> Dallas, like the thing with Bo Dallas, man, like I knew they dropped the ball with Bo Dallas when they had him dressed like Los Boricuas, <laughs> like in all mm. black, bro. Like, mm. like, once I seen him with the little biker glove, I'm just like, yo, it's a done deal, bro. Like, He's he's a sh- he's not even a shell of what Bo Dallas should be. All right. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely. and the fact that kept him paid for two and a, two two and a half years almost he had a wrestle since twenty nineteen. Yeah, that's that's terrible. That's ridiculous. Wow. Hey, maybe that's that's right. those connections at work right there. Could have been probably he probably wanted. He's this. someone I see. He's. He's someone I see in, in either Impact or definitely a like definitely AEW. Like you, he, he, I, I promise you, if he shows up in AEW and you just give him a microphone and let's say it's talk, he's going to say some shit. Like X Pac yeah. when he came to WWE. Yeah, uh, yeah, but better. Like, but I, I do he, think he's seen his last days in a wrestling ring. I'm sorry, I don't think I don't Bo think he's seen him in any promotion. Yeah, Bo Dallas. I don't mm-hmm. think he's seen him in any any promotion. I think he's, I think not he's not over, even that old. Oh, I think he's, he's over the business. Twenties, yeah. late twenties maybe. Yeah, I think he's over the business. Wow, man, it could nah. be. Bo Dallas, you throw, throw him in a mask, see what happens. Give him right. a little sadistic. <laughs> give him the fiend-esque type right. appeal. AEW, no, throw I, I him in a be... mask. Call him, call him, call him the. Uh, I don't even know <laughs> something that's, that that'd be similar to the fiend. <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> the fun guy. The fun yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, so I think this next guy is on one of your in one of your stables, Kalisto. Oh, oh he's the your stable, Luis. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> Not me. Uh, no. Kalisto, I, the rumor is Kalisto did himself in. Apparently, he wasn't happy being in the Lucha House party. Oh, what? And, what type and, of party is it with two it, other guys? It, it, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> um, but nah, he wasn't, he wasn't happy with the Lucha House party. He had asked to be broken up for them. And uh, writing was on the wall for him after that. But... Mm, are you surprised? Who's in Lucha House Party? Can we can we name that? I <laughs> can't tell you. Exactly. Lince, isn't it? I think there's a Lince. Lince Dorado, El Dorado. I think there's, I think like, there's a Lince. <laughs> what? Mr. Splinter Sensei? Like, come on, man. Like, Kalisto, mm-hmm. uh, Impact, uh, challenging for the X Division title. Triple A. He's going Triple A. I see him Triple yeah. A. MLW. Yeah, I, I would agree yeah. with you. I want to see WWE build one of those guys into a star. Um, for, for the for the sole reason as to like like let, let's let's see you guys challenge yourselves because you keep bringing in all these at first were like for those who are not familiar with with lucha libre people saw those guys that were brought in after Rey Mysterio's time as like fake Rey Mysterios you know like little yeah. little yeah, wannabe everything yeah which is which is not the case but if you don't know any better you'd think that and a lot of people thought that. And so I want to see WWE challenge itself in 
getting fans to distinguish, to, to see the difference and to see these, these guys as individual talents, but not just clump them all together all the time, which happens in other groups in WWE on the, on the roster with certain demographic groups, uh, which is also unfortunate, but um, and good at the same time, you see the hurt business. That's so that that's thriving. But uh, when you <laughs> well can, was can thriving we, no, before they no, broke them up. Can we stop right here for a moment? Because <laughs> fellas, I, I'm, I'm just saying I'm I want WWE to challenge themselves and to make Hold one on. of those mass lucha libre guys a star because pe- those yeah. those guys will not elevate if people don't know which one is which. You know what I mean? That's the part that Louis. I got, need to, that's my bonus. I I gotta, I gotta interject, and it has nothing to do with Lucha House Party. But as soon as you said the hurt business, it kind of just triggered me, like into some people. What in the whole fuck are they doing with Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin? Like this is pissing me off, like to the utmost, because just... they, they are both super talented. Like cedric could honestly be a mid-card champion and then elevated to a main event status at some point shelton benjamin and they always do this to shelton benjamin and we heard it from jim ross's mouth man shelton has everything except for the mouthpiece Mm -hmm. like this man a lot of people don't even realize was brock lesnar's tag team partner like when he first called up he got called up he beat triple h bro like triple h we're talking prime triple h like gut i got a gut triple h but i'm still like killing people's careers, Triple H. He beat Triple H twice. You get what I'm saying? Like, to see how they, like, this shitting on them just because this man's like, eh, I don't like him no more. Like, to me, that's that's just dumb. Like, it's shitty, and it's terrible writing. It's terrible Raw. Raw's been horrible ever since. And then you add T-Bars and, excuse me, T-Bar and Maze. Not like, just that. T-Bars. Not, not just that. I know I agree with you, Jay, 100%. But to even T Bar and Mace, like just those names alone is pissing me off. Not just the names, but like <laughs> this is your opportunity. Okay, you 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 abolished the hurt business. People are mad. You brought T Bar and Mace into this feud. People are mad. It's, it seems stupid. You unmasked them in a stupid way that made no sense. That was did not go over the way you probably thought it was going to go over in your head. This is your opportunity to now really. Be like reinvent these guys and really make some new guys and inject some new life. We know what Dijakovic can do. You already know I've been I've been praising him for a while. You got a star on your hands there, Massachusetts guy. And you 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 still bullshit that even that you can't even you can't even you can't. There's nobody is winning in this entire scenario that they they put on. Like nobody, nobody, nobody is winning in this scenario that they've put out in the last three weeks. This. Trash, trash. <laughs> you did the Vince Man voice too. That's how you do it. <laughs> but you know, like, and the thing that really pisses me off, and Luis, you're famous for saying this. They're trying to insult our intelligence. Like we didn't fucking see Dio Madden get F five through a raw no, table. Bro. Like, like, bro, we know who these guys are. You know what I mean? Like we said it about Baba Kato, aka you know what I mean. Commander Azizi, which I swear to God is like a coming to America name. Like, <laughs> and it's just maybe it's just me, but I find it mad ironic that coming to America too is getting big. And then all of a sudden we see Apollo Cruz taps into his Nigerian ancestry and I'm a king. And like, come on, man. Like, 
WWE is getting real lazy, getting real pathetic with a lot of their writing and, and characters, man. Like it's becoming real, like real nineties esque, which is pissing me off. I will say that. Because they have a roster where they could do a lot with. And and I mean you look at people like Bobby Lashley who they're actually starting. I, I don't even want to say what they're starting to do because I don't want to jinx them. However, Bobby Lashley, thumbs up for you right now. Um, Drew McIntyre, like Drew McIntyre's been doing Drew McIntyre. You know what I mean? So certain people they they're doing right with, but like the majority of that roster, they're doing terrible with. And what's terrible. the problem? Like, Jay, where do you where do you gut the problem? From inside, put, put Paul Heyman back work. in the lead. You got you got to put Paul Heyman back in that lead creative chair, man. And, and he may not be a lead creative person, and he may not be in creative technically, but there's definitely influence in the fact that he's on SmackDown and SmackDown and Raw are like two completely different shows that you cannot believe are produced by the same people, written by the same people, approved by the same man, because those shows are completely. Different. They are different, different shows. Paul Heyman has a lot of input when it comes to SmackDown, like laying out the matches. He must. He must. Like like being producer of matches, like he has a lot of input. He must. Even on Talking Smack, it's just like, I mean, it's not the Talking Smack of old, but it's it's entertaining. It's entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, But another thing I will say is it's like, come on, man. We had, think about this, fellas. (laughs) We had Jey Uso. We was just like, oh, man, he's going to be jobbing. You know, for a while till his brother comes back. This man main events pay per views, surprises us all. And is like, hmm, he could be a main eventer. You get what I'm saying? And he's a prominent guy. That was under Paul Heyman. Biggie. People was just like, oh yeah, we want Biggie to succeed and everything, but people didn't really stop looking at Biggie until he had that talking smack segment with Paulie. Bianca Belair, same thing. After Paulie. You know, so a lot of it, like you, you have to. Even if we go back to Raw when Paulie was ahead of Raw, like Andrade versus Mysterio, those are the matches that Paulie was giving us. Buddy Murphy versus Seth Rollins and stuff like. Like we're starting to see that. You get what I'm saying? We're starting to appreciate that, and then they took him out. You got to put Paulie back in that chair, man. Paul Heyman needs to go back in the on the lead creative side. I one thousand percent agree. More Paul Heyman, less Vince McMahon. That is the way the cookie crumbles. The other ones we talked about, Tucker, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Samoa Joe, and the last two standing, unless I missed anything, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. What a shame. Shame. Yeah, we already already said, we already talked about it. Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, the biggest... uh, travesties on that how did the iconics not work it made no sense i made no sense they broke them up for no break them up no reason for no reason to have them nothing for you to hear that vince mcmahon loves peyton royce and peyton royce is going to be this and that got nothing billy k the best part of that tag team turmoil turmoil match amazing on SmackDown, no matter what they gave her, like Jay said earlier, gave her no time, but yet she still made something out of herself and they released them. It made no sense. AEW, hurry up and pick those two women up so they can get some primetime television time. Please. Hurry up and do it. Hurry up and do it. Hottest free agents in the game right now. Yeah, 100%. 1,000%. Jay, 
We definitely want to hear your piece, but you're having technical difficulties again. This time, just press the unmute button and you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say, man, is uh, like, and I, I agree with everything Julio just said there with the Iconics, man. I, honestly, I might want to see the Iconics in Impact just because of that tag, that women's tag team division, to be honest with you, um, before they make a stop in AEW, uh, if I'm going to keep it on it. Um, but yeah, man, I, I feel like WWE, like I said, as a whole, man, they need to recalibrate. They need to get back. I don't know what they need to do, but after backlash, WrestleMania backlash, excuse me, they need to get their shit together. Um, because if you look at the market, man, you look at AEW, AEW's ratings are going way up and they're putting on more compelling storylines. Like we're starting to talk about QT Marshall. How many yeah. people would have thought of that? No. <laughs> Michael Nakazawa. Michael Nakazawa's yeah. getting prime television time right yeah, now. Yeah, Michael Nakazawa. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you look at, like, Darby Allen, even recently with his match and with the 10 from the Dark Order. You know what I mean? And every week he's putting on those matches. And you got Scorpio Sky and, and Ethan Page, in which going into Blood and Guts on May the 5th, man, Blood and Guts is going to be ill. Like, you're going to have to double get It's war games, ladies and gentlemen. Let's just put it out there. But it's called Blood and Guts because they don't own the name for war games. It's Blood and Guts. Um, but to see the inner circle versus the pinnacle in that. And it's going to be under classic war games rules. That means either submission or you just give up. You wave the white flag. There are no pinfalls. I've never seen war games with pinfalls until WWE got a hold of it. That's like prior back in the day. To like I never, I remember back in the day. The only way to win a steel cage match was either you had to escape the cage. You get what I'm saying? Like all of a sudden they start introducing pinfalls and stuff. Like you got to look at what people are doing around you. Like WWE, you act like you've never stolen before. Like you've stolen ideas before. Like literally, AEW had people in the crowd, even though they was their own workers. You stop putting people in the crowd. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like they have to do something because they're falling way behind. And a lot of people, like I said, even with Impact, Impact's been putting on great content wrestling-wise, in-ring-wise. Ring of Honor, same thing. MLW. Definitely. MLW's been going up too, so WWE, I, I get it. You are you're you guys are becoming complacent, basically, and it needs to stop. Iconics could have been one of the greatest tag teams in WWE history. But I think it's just the classic case of WWE not prioritizing the nutrition, the growth of their tag team division, which historically they've been known for. And, and Jay, I think you make a great point about Impact possibly being a great fit for them as well. But yeah. something I like about AEW's new energy around their new product that could, could fit these new generation stars very well, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Man, think about this too, man. Like, and Julio, I, I, I give you credit when you say this, man, too. Like, who would have ever thought, and this is talking about WWE, that six months ago, we would be talking that Keith Lee would not have a WrestleMania match, but Damian Priest would. Nuts. Nuts. Where is Keith Lee? No one knows. You get what I'm saying? Like, 
not even not, they don't allude to him you don't get a wwe.com uh excerpt to let you know an update nothing nothing and like it's starting to have me think like he might be if not the next round probably the round after in those releases he could be he could be i mean or he could get alistair black and all of a sudden he's just on tv again yeah. After, well, after, I think Alistair, after nine months, just not on TV, just no, boom, boom. Yeah. Now you're on TV, vignette. I think Alistair, they knew, they knew, they knew they couldn't let Alistair go because he would have been a hot commodity because they yeah. let his wife go. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. I'll be excited if they bring back Keith Lee, mad quietly as a, a lumberjack on SmackDown or something. <laughs> 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 they would definitely do that. Oh man, he's gonna come back as a heel. That's my. Nah. Cool. Do you know what they're gonna bring Never. him back? Bring him back. One thousand percent. They're gonna bring him back as back backstage segment. Big E's gonna say Apollo Cruz has somebody helping him, and I, it's a disadvantage. I brought somebody to help me, and all of a sudden, just keep Lee. That's it. Boom. That's it. That's it. That's what they're gonna do. That's it. Nothing. <laughs> nothing special. Just keep Lee. Just me. keep Lee. <laughs> oh man, how do you guys feel about Christian uh, Christian Cage in AEW? Man, he's been a. Uh... He's been putting on some solid work, some solid matches. Yeah, no, he definitely uh, great matches, some great segments too, some great backstage segments. Uh, I, I'm liking what he's doing. I'm really liking that they did that real quick thing with Kenny Omega and then kept him away. Hopefully, they keep him away for a while. But yeah, no, it, it's been good. I, I do think they do maybe may, maybe don't put him on every week. I don't, need, mm. I don't I don't think I need to see him every week. Kind of like Sting. I don't need to see Sting every week. I, I think with Sting, though, they got Sting more of in a managerial role. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah, but they got a lot of those managers that used to be wrestling legends uh, in AEW. That's yeah, the thing. I couldn't Samoa Joe do what Sting is doing right now? Nah, because Samoa Joe can still go, bro. He's still young. Sting yeah. is 60, what, 62? I know, but uh, M- while MVP he can still go. better from his concussions. MVP yeah. can still go. MVP he's, a good, still yeah, go. he's a good talker. They gave him a manager role. What can a small Joe have? McCain? Yeah, oh, that's MVP. It goes, it goes with him. Most valuable player. What you mean? Exactly. <laughs> and if you think about it, you know it's funny, man. If you think about it, Bobby Lashley's like iconic run and impact was alongside MVP. 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 Mm-hmm. And it kicked off against Drew Galloway. You know what I mean? So not only that, um, in that group with Bobby Lashley and MVP was one Samoa Joe. Yeah, why couldn't they bring him? Why couldn't they put him back in the hurt business? Nah, I wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> Samoa Joe in the hurt business? Nah, I, I think Samoa Joe, like if anything, like Samoa Joe should be the one with the stutter type thing, like <laughs> just because he has that attitude. <laughs> Going back to the Christian Cage thing, is it is somewhat interesting to see him there? You know, it, 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 Julio's take is interesting to me. Because I feel the same way. And I thought it was just me. I'm like, maybe I'm hating. Maybe I'm missing something here. I don't, I don't know. My eyes are like still adjusting to seeing Christian Cage in AEW. And then when he's on the screen, something just isn't like picture perfect right for me. I think I still need to adjust to that. At, at first, I'm like, am I watching like old school TNA right now? Hmm. I, I don't know what it is. I, I wish I could put my finger on it. And so I don't think we need to see him every week. I think do what Julio says time to time or do the sting thing and 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 kind of go from there. I, and and I, yeah, I replicate that view, whereas I'm happy they pulled him away from the Kenny Omega thing. It was cool and all. But 
now it's you know you're over the wow factor christian is an aew cool wow all right but now what now it's real now you've got to do your nitty-gritty to keep them relevant keep them cool and to keep aew cool uh, while you're doing that as well because he's kind of like a step back going back to the past the the focal criticism that aew has been getting lately which is picking up all these wwe guys and ladies and and recycling them and reusing them he's the classic example he's the poster child of that and so how do you make him fresh and cool again will be a challenge for them that okay whatever i'm willing to watch so we'll see how that goes the one thing i, I think I, the one feud i want to see him going with and and kudos to AEW. I know you guys will see it this way, but kudos to AEW and how they're treating Miro, like slowly building him because there's no way he's facing Kenny Omega right now. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing Christian Cage, Miro in a feud. I think that could help them both for the time being. Um, and I think, like, yeah. And then eventually just having. Mero progressed to like Hangman. I think Hangman's going to be the one to dethrone uh, Kenny Omega of the AEW title, which would be poetic justice. So, yeah, because Kenny was in the picture. Excuse me, Hangman was potentially one of the first going to become one of the first ever AEW champions. Yeah, he was the first challenger. Him and he was Chris the first Jordan. challenge. He was in the picture first. Mm-hmm. So that would be poetic justice. That would be really cool to see for him to finally get. <laughs> Yeah, but even more so, like him and Kenny being former tag team champions together, and essentially Kenny turning his back on on Hangman. You know what I mean? Definitely. In, in a sense. No, exactly. So yeah, All of that just coming that. full circle. Boom. And that's great storytelling because I mean, mm-hmm. I, I firmly believe that AEW is planning it that way, so I will give them credit on that. If not, still, just the way you have it lined up to, if you wanted to drop and to come back to it, it's just awesome. And that would add to our list of champions, Hangman being an alumni of the Unsanctioned Podcast. Famous plug. Let me ask you guys something. Who would be... uh, Give me any wrestler that you guys would want to see pop up in any promotion right now. That's a free agent. Uh... Does Brock Lesnar, CM Punk, do they count? (laughs) Nah, those are are like cheat codes. You gotta gotta do something else. I want to see wherever the Iconics go to go together. Whether they work together or they don't, I'd love to see them together in the same promotion. I'd love to see Samoa Joe over at AEW. I do like the idea of Mojo getting his feet wet in NWA. I think Mm. that'd be a cool look for Mm. his career. Something subtle. To elevate himself. Um, yeah, but everything else kind of like, eh, do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, I definitely I definitely think I'd like to see the Iconics. I think I want to see them in AEW. I know that women's division isn't great, but I just think they, the platform for them to be able to have a the platform. platform every week would be big. Yeah. Um, I would also like to see Samoa Joe... Maybe Samoa Joe back in Impact as a person to dethrone Kenny Omega. Just throw it out there. Um, but other than that, though, other, than, other than that, I'm not really interested in any of the other person, people that got released to be anywhere else. Um, I see a few of them eventually going to wind their way back to WWE. Mickey James, somebody who I think AEW could use a Mickey James would be great to have a veteran wrestler like that. Uh, but other than that, 
And Andrade, of course, Andrade. Oh, Andrade. Somewhere, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot about Andrade. Andrade, again, another person I like to see a weekly platform on a major television network. Yeah, I think Andrade would be my number one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Him, him followed by Bo Dallas, followed by the Iconics. Those would be yeah. the three main yeah. people. I want if to if I could get a top two to get a job ASAP, the perfect job for whatever that is for them, it would be. Oh man, let let's sideline. I'm cheating here. I'm cheating. Let's sideline Samoa Joe. Yes, because he would be in my top two. Would be Samoa Joe and Andrade. Andrade my number one. But if we could just move Samoa Joe aside for health reasons, I would say um, Andrade. And then I'm going to cheat again. The Iconics. Yeah, I agree. I Get agree. a job fast. Keep your momentum going. But I, again, I want to see the Iconics in Impact. That's where I want to see them. Yeah. The thing is, like with that, Jay, is that cool. Yeah, I'm with it. But like the the situation there is, is like it's it's opposite for both, wherever they go, uh, for, for both promotions, for the Iconics. Whereas if the Iconics go to Impact, that helps Impact more than it does the Iconics. If the Iconics go to AEW, that helps the Iconics yeah. more than it would help yeah, AEW. And I'm not no, saying it's if, not if helping AEW. Honest, That's not what I'm saying. I, I think it goes both ways because, once again, when you think of the Iconics, you think of women's tag team wrestling. Yeah. And women's tag team wrestling is bigger in impact than anywhere. It, it, yeah, I agree with you there. I, I, that, I, that point is a point that I definitely understand because Impact does women's tag team wrestling the best. And as a women's tag team, to be at the top of that in the wrestling world, there would have to be an Impact. They just, those are star. Those are stars. And I don't think Impact can make them stars. I think AEW can make them stars. Anyone from this list? Do you see an NJPW? Uh, if anything, I think Alberto can go. I said Alberto. Andrade can go over there. Uh, I think Mojo can go over there. Um, I'm saying my boy Tucker. My boy Tucker's gonna be in a NJBW pretty soon. What you wait? I see Tucker in MLW. Mm. Um, yeah, I, th- I think the only ones that I, re- I see Mojo. I think Mojo is like the type who can handle that brute punishment and. At the end of the day, he'd be like a surprise, like group member, not to probably not to the Bullet Club, but maybe uh, either Chaos or Lij. It'd be funny to see Mojo's type of person. We all think is a joke. Goes to MP- NJPW in a year. We're like, can you believe the star that he made himself into? WWE exactly. would love to have him back. This Mojo's fierce and vicious. Definitely the type of person I can see doing that. But yeah, think about what. Like, Look at Lance Archer. People get Lance Archer used yep, to be in WWE. Yep, yep, yep. One hundred percent. What I was thinking, or even, or even the Lord Tensai, <laughs> or even, even Doc Gallows. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Festus. You even, even Doc Gallows was Festus. Yeah, I mean, so, mm-hmm. you never know. You never know. And Kenny Omega used to be on the Vince McMahon payroll as well. Yeah, yeah, that. that went. Mm-hmm. But NJPW, I could definitely see Mojo. And Andrade doing something cool over there, just popping yeah. up out of nowhere. So that's that's the way I see it. But um, yeah, fellas, man, yeah, hey, good talk, wild, 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 wild,
I, I think we're. I think as we're drawing near to the end right now, moving forward, we got uh, like I said, we got blood and guts coming up. I want to. I want to get some quick predictions from that on you guys. Uh, from you guys on some of the matches on that card. So we have uh, Cody Rhodes versus QT Marshall in a one on one. QT. What you got, Luis? Luis is like, who's QT? Quality time? What? <laughs> no, that's that's hey, that's his best friend. I saw the promo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is a tough one because uh, the wrestling fan in you will be like, oh, Cody, of course. But isn't the whole point of this to give QT the rub? Right. Some little. Uh, I mean. I mean, he kind of already got the rub right now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he also has the the young guys that are with him, the night nightmare factory that you wanna you wanna boast up the Anthony Go Go's and and whatnot. So uh, that's why I think he's gonna get the W. But I'm gonna go with Cody. You got Cody. I think just just doing this program is his rub. <laughs> I, I think I. Yeah, I think I'll go with Cody winning this one. Uh, next up, you got uh Kenny. Omega and uh, now known as uh, excuse me, MT Nakazawa, which is Michael Nakazawa versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, and that's a tag team match. You already know I got Mox and Kingston with this one. I got Mox and Kingston as well. Yeah, it sounds like a two-on-one handicap match. What the hell are they doing? Uh, Mox and Kingston. <laughs> oh man, we have a, uh, and that's the, that's the case. Like you already know who's gonna get the who's gonna get take the pin. Yeah, that's why he's in the match. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta. <laughs> well, it's a good rub. <laughs> yeah. You got a four way tag, uh, a four way tag match with the winner getting the opportunity at the AEW Championship. That's SoCal Uncensored versus Lucha, uh, the Jurassic Express versus the Varsity Blondes, and then versus the Acclaim. Now, I'm gonna see if anyone picks up on it, but I'm gonna say SoCal Uncensored wins this match. Yeah, because if the next match they lose, they retire, right? There, there yeah. you go. Yeah, Christopher Daniels will retire. Yeah, no, I, I think they might get this. No, they got this. I think they're gonna win and then lose it on Dynamite. Mm, the May 12th edition. Yeah, they, yeah. they were, that May 12th edition tag yeah. title match. All right. And then you got Britt Baker. We don't know who her mystery opponent is, but she's in action. She's the number one contender for the AEW women's championship. Uh, but she has a match versus a mystery opponent so makes it would it be mickey james i'm gonna say zelina vega oh zelina okay i think it's zelina vega mm. any You're any guesses cool. louise man i think i think wow i know i know she's you know really uh wrapped up in other projects and stuff but now that you say that it's man that's that's a great guess guess you lou yeah i I'm going to go with that. I can't think of anything better. Okay. Now, um, nothing is official yet, but I do believe that Darby Allen and Sting will end up going against Scorpio Sky and all ego Ethan Page. Um, I just think the way Dynamite ended, I think they're leading to a match. If it's not on Blood and Guts, then it's going to happen in the near future. But if that were to take place on Blood and Guts, um, I have Sting. And Darby going over. I'm gonna go all ego and Scorpio Sky only because um, 
Sting losing a match is Sting losing a match. It's not a big deal. Darby losing a tag team match isn't a big deal because it's a tag team match. He's still TNT champion. You need but to build. Yeah, but not in a tag team match. Because now he gets pinned. He gets pinned in a tag team match. Now the two people that were in that tag team match with him are now can be challenges for the TNT title, and he can beat both of them individually for the TNT title. So, I I, I kind of think you have to have Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page win, or you already buried them before, you know, giving them a chance to build a build a reputation. Scorpio, you were trying to build for a little bit, and then Ethan Page just came in. Having them take a loss kind of doesn't make sense. Okay. And then, of course, the match of all matches. The Blood and Guts match. The Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle. Who do you guys got? Remember, there's no pinfall. You only this win by submission or forfeiture. Ten-man. Ten-man tag in this. Well, excuse me. You see any match. interference outside it's not, of these it's, 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 it's not elimination, is it? No, it's uh, so no, it's whoever, like, so whoever first, rules, first person, war, uh, yep, under war games rules. Uh, so f- first two people enter in, which we know is going to be Sammy Guevara and I believe Sean Spears, mm-hmm. but we definitely know Sammy Guevara said so he's starting the match. The pinnacle has the advantage, so after the first five minutes, the pinnacle's second man will come in, and then that from every two minutes after that, you know, alternates. Um, and so all 10 men are in the ring, once all 10 men are in the ring. And the match will officially start, and the only when you the only way you can win is, you know, make your opponent submit or just uh, forfeit. You know what I mean? So, can you imagine if in the finish someone defects to the other side? That's what I think is going to happen. <laughs> Stop taking my prediction, Luis. There's I think a lot of. A lot of things going on there in, in these dynamics. I would say keep my eye on Sammy and keep uh, my eye on Jake Hagar. Jake is who I had in uh, mind. Keep Sammy my eye too. On Sammy and Jake Hagar. Yeah. Now I don't. Yeah. It, it's my thing. I don't think anyone goes over to the pinnacle because now you have to look at this like, for what? If you look at the pinnacle, right? They're made up in a certain way. So you have. Well, if you if you knew before the pinnacle was formed that. Uh, AEW is thinking of adding another faction. You'd have asked the same question, right? Or what? No, but right. it makes sense. Facts. No, but no. They gave you a rub. They gave you a rub when Arn Anderson came out that right after that match, and he gave him this. You get what I'm saying? And yeah, a lot of people weren't weren't picking up on those vibes. I thought initially he was gonna say he starts four horsemen, and that was gonna be uh, FTR. You know what I mean? With the kickoff as that tag team. Um, but what I will say, if you think about it, looking at it, MGF is going to be a future world champion. He's, he's that front guy. Then you got someone with the challenge for the TNT title, which is just Sean Spears. You have your tag team, which is FTR. And then you have the young bull waiting in the wings, which is Wardlow. And so, like, naturally, if Sammy Guevara was to defect or even J.K. or what are they defecting for? What are they going to do? Nothing. I think I think those guys are your mid-card titles. And I think Sean Spears is just your guy who's in the group. And I think Wardlow is your enforcer. Sammy Guevara could be a young bull or he could be your mid-card title guy. Jake Hagar definitely is your mid-card title guy if he jumps over. I just found it interesting that in that little promo they had the only person not to talk at all or even make any movements 
that were substantial was Jake Hagar. So that's why he was a suspect to me. And Sammy, H- Sammy Guevara is like... We all think the Pinnacle is going to win this match. I think I think fair to say we all think the Pinnacle is going to win this match. Uh, I because want them to win the match, but I think it's giving me SummerSlam Nexus vibes. It's only because... Chris Jericho can go on to be a solo AEW face, which AEW doesn't have a lot of big faces if you really think about it right now, especially if Moxley takes some time off. You got Santana and Ortiz. That's a tag team. They don't need to be in a group. It was kind of weird that they were in a group to begin with, especially that one, but they made it work. Sammy Guevara is your next young guy. He's he, he, They've been trying to build him. He's in that Darby Allin, um, um, Jungle Boy, MJ, that, that, that realm, that league. And then you got Jake Hagar, who it was your big, 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 big debut um, defection um, addition on your first episode of Dynamite. That group doesn't need to be together anymore. There's no, there's no reason for them to be together anymore. It makes no sense for them to be face as a face uh, faction, and you don't need two hill factions. So that's why I, I think they're definitely losing. And I, 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 I agreed with you, Luis. I do see somebody defecting just because it just seems that that way. You know, it just it gives you that feeling, that vibe. So who knows? Yeah, and in the spirit of picking winners, I'm going to go with that as well. That I think the pinnacle is going to pick up the dub here. Or could we see somebody who's not in AEW right now be added to the pinnacle? And why don't any of these factions ever have any women in them? It'd be dope to have Dr. Britt Baker in the pinnacle. I mean, if you think about it, what the Dark Order has two women in it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Jay, who who do you pick to win? I have Pinnacle going over. Okay. Yeah, that's our that that's our predictions thus far for Blood and Guts, fellas. Uh, two years in the making. Episode. It, it better be good. Blood and exactly. Guts. Two years in the making. Now, what are your predictions? Hit us up always. Email us unsanctionedpodcast at gmail.com. Hit the subscribe button here on this platform, wherever you're listening to us. We appreciate all the love, support, and share it, share it, share it. Thank you. Tell Hit your friends. Tell your friends. That's right. To tell a friend. To tell, to a tell friend. another friend. To tell a friend. To tell another friend. To tell a cousin. Exactly. Hit me up on Twitter at Luis Vasquez 617 It's your boy, JL City, man. Find me at Connoisseur781. And folks, find me at, at the juice underscore UPW. Yeah, you can fellas. find the Unsanctioned Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Where, Jay? At Unsanctioned PW. That's across all social media platforms. Bada bing, uh, bada boom. It's another one in the can, fellas, so we're going to wrap it like this. You already know. It's the Unsanctioned Podcast. We are now being unsanctioned over your airways. So the next time, y'all, peace and love. Peace. Gotta bring the city back. Let me know we still here. Never gonna stop. Keep rolling like a wheelchair. Can't be 